This is Creators in Vietnam with Tuesi and Moni. We aim to inspire you on your journey by interviewing creative entrepreneurs across Vietnam who make a positive impact on their community and their own lives. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Creators in Vietnam. Today is a special episode because it's our end of year episode and we're going to be doing an annual review. So Yay. this is Tuesi speaking and then obviously I'm with Moni because that's the team. Yay! Yay. <laughs> hello everybody. Hello, hello. So today again, we're going to be doing an annual review. And so when we say annual review is because in our personal life as, I mean, we, we are the podcaster creators in Vietnam, but we're also the human behind the podcast. Yeah, And exactly. um, as coach and as human, what we regularly do every year is an end-of-year review. So what we want to share with you guys is a little bit of some of the questions that we usually ask ourselves to just tie it up. We're going to be answering those questions about the podcast and also about our personal life. We're going to be sharing some of our good memories, some of the key lessons that we took out from some of our guests, And then also the the importance of a review is to also set intention for the next year. So what we want to do with you today, and it's going to be a very conversational style of a podcast today where we're going to be really thinking out loud, reviewing the year of the podcast in a nutshell, and then setting our intention for 2022 for the podcast <laughs> and also us as people. All right. So how do you feel about this, Moni? Yeah. Very good and excited at yeah. the same time. All right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good place to start. Would be to start with you, actually, Moni, because when we talk about the podcast of 2021, it's a little bit of yeah. a strange situation <laughs> since you joined. Just uh, when did you join? October. October. So just the yeah. last quarter of the year. All right. So yeah. how about we do this? I'm gonna ask you what are the key lessons that you've taken away from you being a podcast host since October. And also when we talk about the full year of the podcast, you can share your experience as an audience of the podcast and like, you know, before you join and after you join. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I start with as a listener. Mm -hmm. I remember I came to Saigon in April and I started to listen to creators in Vietnam or at that time creators in Saigon. Many of them were really inspiring for me mm -hmm. to start my own journey. So... It doesn't matter which episode, for example, the episode yeah. uh, with Darren about yeah. solopreneurship, it was very, very yeah. interesting. Or also the episode of the host of Dear Community, Tuyen. Dear, uh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, there are so many names I could uh, pick up. But the main point is that they just started yeah. their journey, doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's about dancing, writing, yeah. a podcast, anything. And that's what inspired me at the beginning of my life in, in Saigon. Mm -hmm. So when I joined the podcast mm -hmm. of creators in Vietnam, for me, it was a bit of out-of-body experience. Like, am I really doing this? Mm -hmm. But through this experience, I had really amazing conversations with so many amazing people in Saigon. And I was amazed how much it inspired my life, my own growth, and also my own journey as a coach. And it brings so much value, I cannot even tell. And mm -hmm. uh, for example, the conversation with uh, Rosie about charity in Vietnam, she inspired me to participate more in the work of the community mm -hmm. through charity or other forms. 
or the topic of sexual harassment as well it's it was nice that it was brought up because i feel like it's such a taboo topic Mm -hmm. and i could also reflect it on my own experience um yeah i think that's in short yeah that makes a lot of sense when you when we talk about the topic of sexual harassment i mean it's always a sensitive position on my side you know being a man um but i could see how impactful it was for you to hear the the story of Denise and also Kitty. And I thought the combo of the two actually being able to open their hearts in a topic so vulnerable made you realize that, okay, maybe it's also your time. And I I could see, you know, the day we did the interview with Kitty, you were like, I think I'm ready to talk about it. And and, and so for me, it's one of those key moments behind the scene because people didn't see that or the audience doesn't know that. But I was like, if the podcast has to stop today, at least money gets something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and or, how about you, know. <laughs> you Tracy? I'm curious to hear yeah, yeah. which episode really impacted you. So it's hard. It's a little bit strange to talk about because we never did a review of the podcast with Nico and Dana like this yeah. since we joined really in October, November, actually last year. So it's a little bit of a, a bittersweet moment for me because this year was my first year of podcasting. So big shout out to Nico and Dana. <laughs> when Yay. you're gonna hear this i have to say usually the interviews that impacted me the most are the one that that did not host because there is that extra dimension where i can be an audience last year for example we interviewed Twee from swing cats and i remember it was one of the first episodes that that did not host and i had such fomo but i remember listening to it after and being so proud of the team because like it's always a nice surprise when you're like, I wish they asked that question. And then right away they w- would ask the question and I would be cooking, listening to the <laughs> podcast and just clapping. It's like, yeah, this is what I want to hear. Yeah. This is the value. So it was this other dimension where, yes, it is it is my podcast. I'm part of this podcast, but I'm today I'm an audience. I, I don't have to edit. I didn't have to do anything in that episode. And this is nice gift. I joined a good team. We're doing good work and, you know, so I, I really enjoyed that episode. Yana was another episode where I didn't host. And it was more formal because like the way she talked and she expressed herself very well. What was the topic? Yana, Yana was just about hairdressing and like her, <laughs> her life story about becoming a hairdresser here in Vietnam. It was also the first episode where we used the real equipment. So the sound quality really jumped to a, a level yeah. where I was like, oh, wow, we're like so professional and the, everybody's voice was so nice and they were laughing all the time and i was like i wish i was in that episode <laughs> i wish i could talk to people and then again it's it's one of those things where i'm like oh, i love connecting i deeply love connecting with people actually there is none of the episode where none of the people that i interviewed this year i didn't feel very connected with except and that's why like you know i'm trying to push for physical interview the most Except when we did Zoom calls. Yeah, that that's was, different. That was quite annoying. So there is only two of them that I did. And it was Toro. You know, I had tremendous respect for his life story and everything. But there is that side where like you're so disconnected and I just wanted to give him a hug. And that's why the first thing that I did after lockdown was over was to go play soccer for his charity. <laughs> because I wanted to meet the guy. I wanted to shake his yeah. hand. I want to see the guy in person and like, you know, show that physical appreciation that is there and then the second person that i did was connor and everybody knows yeah like the technicals were so bad that we had to redo the episode and then it was it was a happy ending because connor was so happy to actually come on the podcast uh, in person yeah yeah Yeah. when i told him 
the audio is not usable. It's like, yeah, I wanted to do it again anyway. <laughs> and and it, for me, it was like a black and white. It's like the the episode that we did online was so frustrating because I couldn't interact with him. We had to turn off the camera. Internet was slow. It cut off. I, no, I wasn't too sure if we could hear him. And then you remember the one that we did. Yeah. Like, I didn't talk much, but I was so taken aback by, like, you know, I mean, the power of physical presence is, is, is quite, yeah, quite important. Yeah, because we feel the energy of the person in front of us when we are meeting in person. Mm-hmm. And I also feel that it creates a deeper bond with yeah. our guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even now, like, we still meet some of our guests yeah. once in a while. Yes, and yes. it's just such a nice way to connect to people in mm-hmm. Saigon rather than yeah. going to only networking events or yeah. stuff like that. Yes. So for me as well, like it's really enriching in terms of mm-hmm. connection because I don't know about you, Tracy, but I know that you are an extrovert, but I'm personally, I'm more on the introvert side. So when it comes to socializing in a big crowd, mm-hmm. I'm a bit more in the background. It's not because I don't want to be in the middle but yeah. i'm just not that type of person yeah. and the podcast is really giving that space yeah. for all of us to really open up yeah. truly and that's the kind of conversation i enjoy when we mm-hmm. get deep into the, yeah. the the pain the trauma the drama of yeah. life and yes, yes. Uh, there is sharing our learnings yeah yeah this is right on point definitely definitely i i love the aspect of intentional connection that we have through the podcast it, and very honestly if i compare the two very different phase of this year's creators in saigon and creators in vietnam mm-hmm. when we were three people it was great to have the power of three people but it also diluted the because the three of us had different styles i think me and dana had an interest in the same type of people when nico not not shitting on Nico. I love you, man. <laughs> but Nico was very focused on on different aspects, like more business and things like this. And then there was a non-clear definition of who was leading some of the things. What I'm trying to say is now that we're just the two of us, and since we're very similar in the in the way we're, that we're approaching the podcast, in the way that we're looking for the people to interview, it's, it becomes clear and you can see it with the, the six episodes that we've done. We're more intentional in, in talking about mental health and talking about vulnerability and talking about self-care and talking about like support system and all those topics because I kind of forced my vision and I found you, you know, <laughs> you were okay down for it when before the, it was a little bit like, okay, well, we we're still looking for who we were, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. it's such a coincidence actually that we are still sitting sitting here together and not killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a- because we only got one interview together mm-hmm. before I joined the podcast. Yeah. You probably didn't know if it's gonna work out or not. I also was not so sure. I only just get the nice vibe mm-hmm. from you. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's all it takes. It usually just lasts yeah. a few months, so your <laughs> the honeymoon period is almost <laughs> over, Moni. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, three months is a honeymoon period in every relationship, and after after three yeah. months, yeah, it's done. done. People people see that it's all smokescreen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hope that you're in the in the three months only that you've been in the podcast. You've well, I hope that I haven't been too annoying. You're feeling comfortable, or you're feeling that you. There is more of you 
that you can put in into this podcast. You know, obviously we love our audience and I keep on, on saying this to you. We love the audience and we want to connect more with the audience, but lockdown was not allowing this. But um, very selfishly, for me, the podcast is more about our own personal growth. So I really hope that you can see or you can, you can grasp how you can use this podcast in a positive way, obviously not use eh, <laughs> manipulate it, <laughs> but you can use this podcast for your own personal growth. And it doesn't come with yet with monetizing or anything like this, but just with all that connections that we're doing, you know, being able to like practice your interviewing skills, being able to practice your uh, connecting with people on that. I mean, very intimate level. Yeah. I mean, that's what I wanted. Like, you know, when you joined, I was like, yeah, like don't think so much about the audience think about you growing within the podcast because yeah. and i hope i'm right by saying this because the audience will feel it you know that's what they want to feel at the end of I, i'm talking for the audience but <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong audience but i think that's what you want to hear at the end of the day like you know us growing as people us being very also vulnerable on the on, like we don't have to be perfect if you listen to all my interviews and and you guys are lucky because we edit the interviews a lot so <laughs> My questions sounds very clear, but when I'm actually interviewing him all over the place. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're growing. And you, are you growing? Are you happy? I'm, I'm definitely growing and I'm definitely happy to be part of it. And Tracy, you have a good point about being way too self-aware and way too conscious about the audience itself. Because like in any creative project, it's also my learning process to mm -hmm. learn that when it's about a creative project it's not only about how i look how i'm portrayed mm -hmm. for others but mm -hmm. it's also about how i want to grow intrinsically mm -hmm. with the creative project yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, this podcast is definitely took me out of my comfort zone in so many ways mm -hmm. because i never done podcasting myself i know how to interview people through my coaching mm -hmm. but coaching is also a little bit of a different experience because through podcasting we meet someone for the first time and then mm -hmm. we immediately asking deep questions yeah, so yeah, yeah. our listening skills has to be really yeah. be present <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to really connect yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. with someone who we never met yeah. and for me that experience is the most enriching part of, mm -hmm. of podcasting to really learn how to ask such a question that makes the other person feel comfortable feel at ease yeah. how to connect on a deeper level that enables not only the guests but also us to yeah. be vulnerable to yeah. share how we feel how we think about mm -hmm. a topic like we talk about such a topic like sexual harassment i think mm -hmm. For our guests to be able to talk about sexual harassment in an open way, yeah. we yeah. have to have that capability to create that safe space yeah. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. that one hour. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, it's important to remind to people that like before we are doing this podcast, we're both trying to be coach or be, being coach or we're taking the identity of coach consultant or people that are supposedly good advisor, good listeners. And so it's... There is a very different dynamic between coaching and interviewing, definitely. But yeah. there is that same level of listening, non-judgmental listening, so compassionate listening that we have. Like most of the people, Denise, for example, when she talked about sexual harassment, I think it came with on our side and she confirmed that with 
totally non-judgmental, you know, very understanding, compassionate. And I'm still so grateful that she was able to share that story with us. And it is there now. And she told me we met, we met after because I meet a lot of the, the, the guests after the, the show <laughs> where, you know, she's like, yeah, at the beginning it was quite uncomfortable for her, but she needed to do that. And now she's very happy with having that episode there for her. Yeah. I'm also very grateful again, joyful that we're allowed to come and, and help her package it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we're not doing this for views or likes or stuff like that we're doing this very much for for the community for and for the, ourselves yes, for That's ourselves the most important is obviously us and the guests and we say this to most of the guests that are joining like you know their experience is more important than the audience experience because if they don't have a good experience then the audience is not going to have a good experience either and if we don't have a good experience at the end of the day and we we just talked about it when someone sound like he's saying the right word at the right time I feel like, you know, subconsciously people can feel that intention. People get it. Yeah, Yeah, people get it. And that's what I I go by. Yeah, Yeah, if we project the good energy Mm -hmm. from within, then everybody feel it. It, it, It's an exercise. So like for us, it's also growing. That's what the podcast is allowing us to practice is this fine balance of between self-consciousness and authenticity. Yeah. Where like you have to remove that self-consciousness, that whole ego part that, oh, what is the audience is going to think of me? I need to say the perfect words and I need to be fake. <laughs> well, the authentic self is like, fuck it. I'm just going to start that question and I'm not going to know where the ending of that question is going to be. <laughs> and yeah. then just go with the flow, really. Go with the energy. Go with what the conversation is bringing us to. And there is a fine balance. And that's what we're practicing every episode and it's exciting yeah. but at the same time sometimes it doesn't come out right definitely i had some interviews where i'm like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's always a work in progress uh, because as we as human beings we also work on our own conditionings traumas over the year and it happens sometimes that we we cannot break mm-hmm. that wall in yeah. ourselves yeah so we cannot break that wall also with our guests yeah. and it's fine <laughs> i am amazed every time a guest displays a level of emotional maturity that beats mine (laughs) (laughs) or that and and that's natural for any type of human being to be inspired and you know for me personally and people know that I'm, i'm coming out of two years of like intense mental care rehab getting out of my addiction and everything and so sitting down there's a couple of episodes that really impacted me was ang when she talked about mental health bullying and I felt so connected to to her own experience. So I was asking her the questions that I wish someone would have asked me uh, when I was in my own trouble too. And we had this beautiful exchange about mental health that I felt did not uh, happen very often, especially with the Vietnamese local and for her to be able to navigate this with us at that time. And the second person was Tony. Tony talked about his years of like toxicity and like his year of being lost in in relationships and bringing a high level of toxicity and when he was talking i remember just being oh shit this guy is talking about my own personal experience and how i brought that same level of toxicity in my own relationships because i was lost but he's talking about it in a level that makes so much more sense like he knew how to put the right words at the right place yeah but with so much emotion and I was like, I wish I could do this. <laughs> so I was in awe with like, you know, again, 
very vulnerable topic, mental health and things like this, and, and people being able to inspire me. Those two episodes yeah. were just really like, oh, wow, yeah, this is so beautiful, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you are talking about. I'm also working on my own trauma. So when I see someone who has also gained so much by yeah. working on their own trauma, whether it's about mm-hmm. Denise with her sexual harassment yeah. or Kitty mm-hmm. or anyone else on the podcast, it, it gives me hope as well that mm-hmm. I can work on my own trauma, yeah. like being an Asian, following the expectation of others for a long time in my life. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm 29 and I followed expectations until I was 26. Mm-hmm. And you also learn that there's no time for personal development. Mm-hmm. You can be 21 years old, you can be 30, you can be 40. It doesn't matter. Like everybody has a different pace mm-hmm. and phase in their life. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter at the end when you start it- and it, you just it does not it, it it actually does not yeah you're totally right what matters is when you do start you're ready to face your past mistakes what i say is always yeah. like your past mistakes are there just waiting to be recognized it's like dominoes being yeah. stacked against each other and so it doesn't matter when you start but when you do start be ready for because that first tip of the domino when you find that first mistake it'll yeah. just be this like learning like you'll be like oh wow oh wow 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 and then yeah and then you catch up on all that time and then and that's where your emotional maturity grows so so much and that's where like you know the first phase of usually self-development are so intense is because you get one of that mistakes and from that lesson you can like compare it to so many other mistakes you've done and it's just this all this learning that was waiting Yes, to happen, and it's we just, need yeah. all of that to actually blossom. In mm-hmm. whether it's our business, you know, our personal mm-hmm. life, like the creators we interviewed, I I see that they needed to, and also us as yeah. well. We we needed to get over that trauma, do that whole shit loads of work yeah. to actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. be authentic yes. in whatever we do. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. that authenticity yeah. is actually what attracts the right people mm-hmm. in our life. Yeah. And the right opportunities. Yes, yes. I like that. I like that. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of the people ask about our intention for the podcast for the next year. You know, a lot of the people that we meet right now, since we are creators in Vietnam, just you and me, Moni. <laughs> yeah. It's becoming easier for me to define what I want. I think with what you just said, I, w- I wish for the guests next year in 2022 to be able to have this an hour, an hour and a half with us after self-reflection. That moment where they don't have to think about what they should be talking about, what they should be saying, but just the moment for them to reflect with us about what happened and what yeah. it is today. And that's 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 all we want. You know, like no need to talk about like marketing strategy, where you're going with your <laughs> business or where you're going in life. There is no expectation in the future, just what has been and what it is today just self-reflect with us just a little bit vulnerably yeah because that's what matters at the end of the day the person behind the business Mm -hmm. i mean if you talk about business aspects like technicalities like it can always be fixed it can always be managed but the most important part how we manage ourselves yes how we grow Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. by understanding more of what you've been through not only within us interviewers but also the guests Mm -hmm. we can learn more 
how to grow further so yeah. much more powerfully as if we focus on the business aspects like mm-hmm. the numbers, KPI, yeah, yeah, yeah. marketing strategy. Yeah. They can all be fixed yeah. very easily. Yes. But the biggest work is actually ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. That's the subtle message that we're trying to send. <laughs> <laughs> you can take care of your business all you want, but if you don't take care of yourself, it's not yeah. going to go very long. Like legacy comes with, you know, taking care of yourself first. So maybe now for the next part of this episode, what we want to talk about is a little bit more about our personal life. We're going to be sharing what we're doing for the end of the year, some of our big achievements personally out of the podcast for 2021. And then we're going to talk about what our intention or vision for 2022. Yes. Yeah. Good one. So, okay, let me start. So I just came back from a one-week holiday. I already talked to see about and I I decided to do it because I felt like I'm I was losing my own sparkle. Mm-hmm. Let's say yeah. it was a very intense year for me. I moved into Saigon in April, and it's been eight months. I've been working on my passion. I quit a very toxic job. Mm-hmm. I also moved houses twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also setting up a whole new life in a new city. It's quite challenging building my own network in a new city so it's been a lot and also there were three months of strict confinement and I didn't go on any kind of holiday after the confinement Mm -hmm. so everything just accumulated over time and then last week when I arrived to that place in Dongnai where I took my holiday I came there like mentally broken i was just really tired i didn't have any creative energy left mm-hmm. so how was this trip i came there without expecting anything mm-hmm. i only went there just to relax mm-hmm. and regain my energy because by doing all that work in saigon for my coaching for my own personal mm-hmm. development i overworked myself mm-hmm. so i came to Dongnai out of balance feeling exhausted by everything that happened the last eight months in Mm -hmm. Saigon. And my intention was to regain my energy and reflect and then think through what really happened in the year to really see clearly like how much I have grown over the months. Because when you are just way too obsessed with what you love, Mm -hmm. you just keep doing, doing it without... Uh, taking a proper breaks i mean i took breaks like here and there like one day yeah but it's not sufficient <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and actually i needed a long one week break when i really do nothing i only read walk in nature mm-hmm. listening to anything around me just be present in myself mm-hmm. Because when you are in the city, you just get distracted way too much, especially in Saigon, where you walk mm-hmm. outside, you already see someone honking at you, someone is selling by me or yeah. I don't know what. Um, There's and so much stimulation. So many stimulations, yeah, yeah, yeah. events to attend to. So it was a detoxifying retreat for me that one I think, week. I think the way I see it, so the observation that I wanted to make to you is, and I think I, I'm making this observation to people like us not like us so to people the self-care practice that we have in our life or to keep us balanced in this society in a big city like this in an overstimulated society but i think what we're missing 
is the true ability to chill. Yes. And that's the difference. Is like we think that self-care or taking a, a, a day off in the city is chilling. But no, we're just getting back to balance. Yeah. Because it's a skill to learn how to chill. It's a skill to be like, okay, today I'm going to think of nothing. Yeah. I'm just going to hear the birds <laughs> and I'm just going to fucking chill. <laughs> it's so hard to take rests. Yeah. Actively. And yeah. And so I can I can see myself like, you know, when I do my meditation, it's just to balance myself because there is so much stimulation. And even meditation in the city is a battle. And so I'm not too sure if you meditated when you were in Domnai, but I'm yeah, I'm, I'm 100% sure that it was so much easier. You close your eyes and it was just... <laughs> <laughs> because there was no stimulation, I think. Am I right? Yeah, you are totally <laughs> right. Like, I remember when I meditated in Dongnai, like, because usually when I meditate, I have thoughts coming up. And yeah, when I'm in yeah. meditating in a city, like in my normal days, mm. ideas are just popping up. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, shit, I should not forget about this idea. And yeah, then yeah, 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 sometimes yeah. even breaking my meditation to write down that idea <laughs> so I don't forget about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And one, <laughs> one of the big signal is just before the interview, we had a coffee downstairs and money you got back yesterday, no? Yeah, a few yeah, days ago. Yeah, yeah, so you got back one or two days ago, and the first sentence that you told me is like, I feel like I should be doing something, but I don't know what. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the signal that you're back in a big city. <laughs> and suddenly all those stimulations are telling you, do something, go, yeah. go, 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 go. And you're like, but I just chilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I feel embarrassed my lower pace. Yeah, yeah. Like uh -huh. we talk about it with the episode in Kinti about finding mm. your own pace. And actually, that's what I was looking for when I went on holiday. Like, I want to get back to my own rhythm rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. being carried away by the speed of Saigon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when I intentionally sit down in Dong Nai to yeah. meditate, like in the countryside, it was with the intention, like, there's nothing to be worried about. There's nothing yeah. to attend to. I'm just here for myself. Yeah. And it was so peaceful. <laughs> hearing yeah. the birds while you meditate hearing yeah. nothing just like the sound of the river yeah. that's it life goes on yeah that's one of the reasons why I want to move to Danang or I want to move by the beach just to have that constant reminder that just fucking chill yeah life goes on and I'm 36 so I especially 36 coming out of addiction constantly remind myself every day chill to see chill because you it's so it would be so easy for me to to flip or to stress or to be like oh my god i need to prove again or like you know i'm 36 i that's it yeah. I, i'm telling people that that i'm back and i need to show that i i, I used to have uh, uh. <laughs> and then i it's so easy for me to go down that route and it's, it's just every day to be like chill to be yeah. chill <laughs> I also, when I was uh, on holiday, I was also thinking about like where I can imagine my future, like in mm. which kind of location. Because I always been a city girl. I mm. lived in Budapest, which is the capital. Then mm. I lived in Amsterdam, another capital. Now I'm in Saigon, another yeah. capital. <laughs> and when I was out there in the countryside, of course, you don't have all the facilities. Like mm. there are not necessarily as many shops around. But by seeing, there were volunteers actually at the place that I was staying. And by seeing the volunteers, you know, just wake up every day, cooking for breakfast and do some gardening, mm -hmm. teaching some kids. And that's it, like as simple as that. Yeah. And then at night, you just 
go cycling around, mm. checking on the neighbors, watch the sunset. Yeah. And I just love that simplicity. I don't know if it's the age or something or, or COVID <laughs> made me yeah. think this way, but I do want yeah. to get back to that kind of more simplistic life, I think, once yeah. I can afford to, to leave the city. You can't afford. Look. Like, I, the thing is, like, I can. <laughs> of course, you can't afford this. The countryside is so much cheaper. <laughs> oh, never, it would be so much cheaper. Like, I mean, afford in a way to to make it sustainable. Because yeah. I also have. I think everybody has a kind yeah. of standards yeah, 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 that we want to have. Yeah. And since my many of my family and friends are in Europe, I also yeah. want to have that flexibility in life to to be with them as well yeah, not yeah. only here if for i would sure. just live in vietnam for the rest of my life i think i would be completely fine living in the <laughs> countryside <laughs> yeah 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 i want to be a rich countrysider <laughs> <laughs> i want to be a luxury countrysider yeah i i that's why i, I want to move to danang like when i say danang i i'm still seeing myself living in a condo like you know having a, a gym and having that i, I want to transpose that same lifestyle but just in a quieter, more natural place. And it, it, yeah. for some of the audience, I'm sure it's going to sound like stupid to say that because Denang is still the third biggest city in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, just to be more connected to the water, at least. It's, yeah. it's a pattern in my life when I'm close to the water. Things seem to chill a bit more. You know, that reminder, constant reminder that there is... It's like <laughs> looking at the space. When you look at the beach or like at the, at the water, you just go like, yeah, there's bigger things out there. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say something. I oh, it's related to the Matrix. Sorry, <laughs> I just watched the Matrix yesterday. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I feel like when you went to Domnai, you disconnected from the Matrix. I mean, big cities like this are feeding um, on our fear and feeding on our desire. And like it's, you know, we're pulled in in so yeah. many directions from there. And like definitely, like you know, we're so activated. In the, in the wrong way <laughs> the Matrix talks about this <laughs> again very very interesting movie but like it's it's really much this as soon as you step back in you open up your phone social media and and all of this is just triggering fears triggering like you know desires and all those emotions that we know when we're knowledgeable about self-care that we shouldn't have in our system and yet how do you choose to live in a big city and yet disregard that it's hard it's, it's it's hard and some people are saying that it's doable but some only and yeah. i and i have a full respect for those people but i i came to a point where i'm like i'm not that people <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to challenge this and go back into this this madness you know yeah. so i'm like yeah yeah i want to disconnect yeah this year i also tried to live a minimalistic life mm -hmm. because when i was working in a company before in amsterdam i had an okay income i could buy whatever i want to buy mm -hmm. i can go travel and now this year i had to get used to that i don't have a fixed income coming in every mm -hmm. month mm -hmm. and but this also teaches me to to live minimalistically and i also mm -hmm. wanted to live that way for a very long time just to really buy things that mm -hmm. are supporting my health my life like yeah. just really the basic things yeah, yeah. of course sometimes i also buy more clothes than necessary <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, i'm yeah. really trying to cut back and yeah. as you said it's it's hard <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's really hard especially in a city when everywhere you go you see like buy this buy this this whole yeah, consumerism uh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. so it is very vietnamese right now yeah and also very vietnamese so what are some of your biggest achievements here in 2021? And obviously one of them is you coming to Vietnam. 
But what are others? <laughs> I think one of my biggest achievements was quitting a toxic job mm-hmm. and then deciding that I'm following my own passion, which is coaching. Mm-hmm. It was really, really hard yeah. because I had to shift this mentality from portraying myself as a successful person working at a company yeah. to actually becoming more like a freelance mm-hmm. type of person. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of the biggest achievements to really mm-hmm. listening to my heart and follow what I want to do. Yeah. Wait, we didn't we, I didn't ask you this question on your personal interview, but can I ask you this now? Because I'm sure the audience would want to know because I I used to be in a toxic work and I know a lot of people are in toxic work. Can I ask you How long did it take you for you to realize that you were in a toxic work and then quitting it? It took me three months actually to realize that it's yeah. toxic. Because at the beginning, I thought like there's something maybe wrong with me. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm failing yeah, yeah. and I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Because the hard part is that, you know, everybody around you doesn't say a thing yeah. about the problem, mm-hmm. about the toxicity. Mm-hmm. So you think it's something wrong with you. Of course, yes. yes and... Yes. When I realized that, of course, like slowly I can I start to hear gossips from others mm-hmm. because they need to trust you. I don't know how about in other countries, but in Vietnam, they need to trust you first to actually yeah. get to open up a bit, to yeah. open up a bit and get the details. And then that's when I started to learn like, okay, people are just putting up with this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just don't say a word. And probably because of the salary, because I think Vietnamese standards, it was a good salary. Mm-hmm. And I just realized, like, I can't put up with this anymore. I'm way too advanced yeah. emotionally mm-hmm. and also in terms of what I need mm-hmm. that I cannot say yes to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So after three months, I decided, like, no, this is not my place. I cannot grow in any way. I would just only get more depressed mm-hmm. if I stay over there. Yeah, yeah. So that was my... Those are the, those are the right pointers. Always check in with yourself. How do you feel at the end of the day is your reality? So if you feel like shit every day after work, it's probably that the work is shit. <laughs> But you know, like at the beginning, I thought like, oh, this is the Vietnamese working mm, environment. Yeah, yeah. I'm new to this. I was so hard on myself, telling mm. myself like, come on, I should not quit like only after a few months. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what would other people think of me? And uh, also thinking that, okay, if I cannot handle now, working at a Vietnamese company, how can I handle any kind mm. of job yeah, yeah, yeah. after this? Yeah. And that's what hold me back yeah. for yeah, so long. Yeah, it makes sense. Very yeah. interesting. So it was a big achievement for me to mm-hmm. say no. To say no, to stand up for yourself. Yeah, yeah those are those are the good <laughs> moments where you're so scared. It's like, no. And then, yeah, that's, that's the growth. Yeah. yeah. What else? Also working on my mindset in terms of money mm. because as i said before now i don't have the fixed income anymore <laughs> every, coming every month so i have to learn of detaching my value from the income i receive <laughs> because i do believe in the potential of earning a, enough for me in the future mm. to support everything that i need but at this current stage of my life, I'm still evolving uh, in my own career and also mm-hmm. personally yeah. that I I should not attach too much in terms of monetary values. I should rather look into my own mm-hmm. personal value yeah. as yeah. a person and, yeah. a, and a value that I bring for yeah. others. So yeah. that was one of the big 
achievements as well. Yeah, yeah. I know many people have money relationship issues. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming back to your own childhood, actually. Yeah. 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 So I had to do some inner child work to get where I am now in terms mm. of money mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you a lot in the scarcity mindset? Yeah, like scarcity. I yeah. had to save every penny mm. and not earning enough, meaning I'm not good enough. But mm. that's not true. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just oh. takes time. Oh, this is triggering me in all the right spots. <laughs> <laughs> money, money is such a big topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I grew up in a very scarcity mindset. Given to my like, you know, my father was very much in the scarcity thing. Then I went to Canada and I realized that he had money. And then I became this little brat that always had a safety net. But deep inside, for me, money was the corrupter. Like if I kept money in my bank, I would become corrupted. And so I would like treat people and I would buy stuff for people. I would buy stuff like it had to go. It had yeah. to go, you know, it, 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 I couldn't be rich. I couldn't have money. It wasn't the right signifier of success up until I came to Vietnam. I was still like, yeah, fuck money, you know. As, and I, I used to say this to people like, I want to go as far in Vietnam into my success without ever talking about money. And I'm like, wow. And <laughs> it's when I so hear interesting. <laughs> yeah, like that you are kind of the opposite as me. I really denied things that mm. actually would care for myself. Even like going to the beautician. Mm. Sometimes mm. I even deny that for myself because, really? oh, I should not spend on yeah things like, I don't know how to enjoy spending. Yeah. And that's also not healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you deny self-care from yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, On the other side of the spectrum, I wasn't spending for self-care. I was spending on stupid-ass shit. Like, you know, <laughs> back in Canada, when I had a, when I got a salary, I connected to my Amazon account two weeks ago. And I saw my history from 2017, 2018. And I was like, why did I buy three Alexas? <laughs> <laughs> and like to Google Home and you need it from in every corner of the house. <laughs> yeah, I and it was just like I'd look at the bills and the history and the things that I was buying. If I had the money mindset, or if I if I had a because I worked a lot on my money mindset for the past two years, I had to recognize that saying that I want to go as far as in my success without ever talking about money was the problem. It was. The mindset yeah. that I had that made me say that sentence and was convinced that that was the truth of my life was me totally rejecting the fact that money is part of the life. It's it's neither evil nor good. It's yeah. there and you need to deal with it and you need to get educated about it. Don't just push it you know, yeah. to the side. So I went from like, it's going to be the corrupter to I don't want to talk about it <laughs> again. And it was just like, so I had to sit down and be like, okay, I have a problem with money. But now I know that when I have a problem, I have a system that goes, okay, let me get to learn about it. Where does it come from and all of this? So, it's yeah. so important. And it's, it's so yeah. interesting to hear from you because for me it was the, the opposite because I was way too focused on money. Mm-hmm. And interesting enough, that also creates the scarcity mindset. Yeah. And then by focusing too much on all the pennies that I spend, I also limit in terms of like what's, value i can bring because Mm -hmm. if i always like you know Mm -hmm. you always consider like okay output and then what you get back for Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. for your output then you limit your own creativity in terms of like how much abundance you can actually attract by doing what you do 
So exactly. it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sensitive topic. It is a big, it's a big topic, and I, yeah, I like to talk about money more and more. And I like yeah. to talk to Moni too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because we have to realize like if we want to make an impact in our life, we also need yes. money for that. Yes. I mean, we are not promoting that money no. has to be everything, but no. more like being conscious about money. Mm-hmm. You learn how much you actually need to yeah. create the impact that you need. And mm-hmm. that's usually yes. more than enough. Yeah. Money, like uh, I, I read this book last year in 2020, which triggered a lot of my changes in my money mindset was a, uh, book from ken honda called happy money and i highly recommend for everybody to read it because it starts with money is energy and it's an exchange of energy and yeah. I'm like, oh my god yes <laughs> yes bring in some spirituality in this shit like you know and you have to say thank you to money and it was like and it was all those three different type of mindset about money i was like yeah that was the book that i needed not like how to use an excel sheet to do your budget <laughs> it was really much more about the psychology behind money and everybody had different psychology before i felt so not enough again recurring topic in my life but i felt not enough because i didn't know anything about money i didn't know anything about how to and i, I it came to a point where it's like it's too late to learn like you know i need to pretend now that i know what i'm doing <laughs> or anyway it's yeah anyway what's the other big achievement in your year <laughs> So the other big achievement is I got really amazing people that I could coach. Mm. For me, a nice achievement to have people who trusted in me mm-hmm. to grow. And for me, it also was very inspirational mm-hmm. to see them grow. So yeah. it's like a reminder that when you coach, it's not only about the other person that you coach, but also mm-hmm. about you, how much you can grow by learning from your own clients along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was one of the biggest achievements for nice. me as well. Nice. Many people found their purpose. <laughs> I was so happy to nice. see their eyes just like brighten up when they realize, okay, that's yeah. my purpose. Nice. And uh, yeah. I also achieved in teaching how to create a system in your life. Mm. I realized how good i am at creating a system <laughs> but i know Tracy, you also like a system master <laughs> i just couldn't put the label on it like to call it a system yeah yeah. because yeah. what i did i felt like i do it intuitively mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. making a plan following through my plan and this year i achieve almost everything that i i set nice. for this year mm-hmm. only thanks to because i had a plan so mm-hmm. i set a goal nice. milestones and it's nothing to reach it but just simply having something written on paper and know what to follow, it actually created more space for me to think creatively on mm-hmm. how to achieve what I want to achieve. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's something I also used to help in my own nice. <laughs> life and also to help in other people's mm-hmm. life. So that's an achievement as well. And also I had my first workshop online. Nice. I never done it before and my purpose was really to learn how to share my knowledge and also help others mm-hmm. in how to grow mm-hmm. intentionally that's, that's amazing yeah and i think these are the main achievements and of course being part of creatives in vietnam yes. it's yeah. it's a huge achievement <laughs> <laughs> that's very nice yeah. yeah and also really this year what i learned that when you cultivate good energy within yourself you also attract the right energy back mm-hmm. and It's not only about professionally, but also in terms of people, people I attracted into my life. And I also believe that that's how the podcast came into my life yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. Yeah. So well, these are well done. Yeah. Well thank done. you. Well done. How about you, Tacy? I'm I'm thinking everything you're saying is really resonating with me. I remember doing my first workshop a couple years ago, and I was like, "It's a good, it's a good milestone. It feels good." I think we're matching on the on the fact that whether we're extrovert or introverted, we thrive on helping others grow. Yeah, and it's we, such a we, fulfilling experience. Yeah, we do we do love that a lot a lot. So for me, the big achievement of 2021. I mean, it's, it's such a big year, but one of the big one. And obviously, I'm going to talk about it. So if you've listened to all the team episodes, I always talk about my Notion Life operating system. <laughs> and so that is the big achievement because this year marks the first year that I completed a full loop of my Notion Life operating system. So I did every day this year, I open up a page on my Notion Life operating system and I did my morning rituals. And then every night I did my shutdown rituals. The morning one is really gratitude practice, journaling, habit tracking yeah, of the morning. So important. Then I would go through my days, and it's all part of the systems where I have my tasks for the day. And then at night, with the shutdown routine, is very much journaling again, my wins, what I could have improved, my learnings of the days, doing my financial tracking, which <laughs> is for me one of the biggest achievement of this year, where I tracked every day how much I spent and I was so much more intentional and also like you know preparing the next day and this the added dimension for this is I'm in a relationship with a person that is much younger than me and she's doing the exact same important steps every day so we're connecting we have those moments of quality time where in the morning for example once we're done our journaling on Notion we know that we close the computer and it's our breathwork moment like we do yeah. breathwork together meditation together and so I did this every day I think I'm lying. I think I have 10 days where I didn't open a page, but that's still like compared to the 2AC before, the undisciplined uh, 2AC, a huge achievement for me. And some of my friends are telling me again, like, you know, oh, you're such a robot and everything like this. Nobody can do that. But again, I keep on reminding them that, you know, two years ago, I was smoking crystal meth and not drinking water for three days, not <laughs> sleeping for three days, and not having any type of discipline in my life. And that's only about two and a half years ago. So I still believe that if I manage to do this, then anybody can do it, yeah. obviously with my help. So if you need some coaching or some consulting, <laughs> I'm here. But beyond that advertising, I'm amazed about you know the simplicity of I only take 10 minutes in the morning, plus the meditation, whatever. So it's about an hour. And it's about 30 minutes at night not even quality time with my girlfriend so this year every week on sunday me and my girlfriend has sat down for two hours to review the week to prepare the next week to review our finance to look at our habits to reset our intention on our habits and then we recorded a mini podcast just between <laughs> the two of us where we talk about our week and, and then every month we've done a monthly review talking about what we loved about ourselves this month setting intention for the next month, again, reviewing our finances. And then when it came time for this annual review, we'll put the link again for that annual review. It became so much easier to recollect all of those experiences that happened on the 52 weeks of the year because we've already done the work of documenting yeah. every day, reviewing every week, resetting intention every month, and then when it came down to the annual review, it was like, yeah, everything just flows. And then we had more mental energy to answer the hard questions on setting intention. So 
that's the biggest achievement for me. I mean, I, I yeah. guys, you have to see in Tracy's <laughs> notion system. It's yeah. amazing. Like yeah. honestly, I'm very amazed by it because what you said, like if a person never had any kind of good habits in place mm-hmm. in their life, starting from scratch is really really hard. Yeah. Like I myself had good habits in place, so it's easier to build it up. Mm-hmm. But if you have nothing before, have like nothing, you, yes. then you really need such a system in place to yeah. really build everything up. And yeah. for things to register, it takes time. It can be a few months, but it can mm-hmm. be a year. So right now my system looks pretty complicated. Yeah, I understand that people go, oh, wow, what a fucking robot. But I started building the system in September 2019 and I show it to people. It's a, It was a checklist. I think for the first two weeks in September 2019, the only check that we had was drink water. And it was literally us waking up and drinking a big glass of water. And we reviewed that two weeks after. Yeah. I was like, hey, and you, do you feel better during the day? I was like, yeah. And I was like, it's working. <laughs> yes, habit stacking is working. And then we went. 2020 was the first elaboration of that system. And in 2021, it was really the confirmation of all of that. It was like, that's it. It's a full cycle. And so I'm amazed. I'm astonished. And I'm so ready now to get back out there. So that's one of the big achievements too. Was like, this year was the last year of me being all for me. You yeah. know, self-care. And also being cautious about like how far you've gone. Yeah. Without yeah. having it documented, you would not know like yeah. how much you improve. Even a checklist is just a tiny indication yeah. like okay you've done that mm-hmm. but by having such a system in place you really can look back and yeah, yeah you show up for yourself yeah. every yeah. day yeah. 365 days yeah yeah so Minus my, 10. <laughs> my year in numbers i meditated this year um, just about 340 times i went to the gym 180 times an average time of like 55 minutes i think with a burn calorie of like 500 wow average and then I drank alcohol 12 times this wow. year. This becomes an achievement in the fact that I only took 10 minutes every day to track those things. I went through the documentation process and now I have all those numbers and I have one full cycle of it. So I'm so excited for 2022 when I'm going to have two full cycle of it and then positive patterns can form. So with my relationship right now, one of the big achievements that I had this year is I allowed myself to step back I could recognize because so in my previous relationship, I wasn't the best guy and I would wear too many hats. I would mm-hmm. wear the boyfriend's hat. I would wear the teacher hat. Sometimes I would wear the, the brother and the, bro- and the father's hat unknowingly. It's just because I wasn't even conscious of, of myself. Then you enter this dynamic in the relationship where you're against each other. You're not with yeah. each other. And so because I set up the system at the beginning of January, I step way back. I was just a boyfriend this year. Like, my girlfriend is still young, so she's on social media quite often. You know, my 36 years old in me was like, oh my God, my nana, my nana, but I stepped all the way back. <laughs> and maybe once a month, I was like, hey, you know, watch out. But then in the system, she wrote in her weekly review, enough time. Don't be on your phone too often. It was intentional on her. Oh, must it must be was, nice to see it. <laughs> yeah, it was, she observed this in her. So I didn't have to be like, hey, this is me as your father. Like, <laughs> don't do this. And then she would be like all triggered and shit. Where at the end, when we did the annual review, I asked her, hey, do you think it's a good time for me in 2022? Maybe put a little bit more pressure for you to stop being on your phone. And that discussion became so much easier because it was like, yeah, please. Because it was enough time of her writing this and not yeah. being able to do this. And then it becomes, okay, can I help you? Yeah. Not like, can I dictate you? 
or can I conform you in what I think your life should be? No, I was the boyfriend. I was like, hey, I'm just going to chill. You want to chill like this? Fine. <laughs> I know the system is there to drive responsibility. So that's wow. a huge achievement for me. Like I wrote so many times, my diet is shit. And then she was like, she stepped up and was like, hey, your diet is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me cook for the couple and things yeah. like this. And It's so, amazing yeah. that you have this transparency through the yeah. system as well. Yeah. I also actually did some tracking. I realized while we were mm. talking that tracking is so powerful because I do it first in my life through my yeah. menstrual cycle. Mm. So I decided to track my menstrual cycle mm -hmm. that also Dana talked a lot about. Yeah, Dana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to, by tracking the cycle, I recognize patterns mm -hmm. that arrive like, okay, in this phase of my cycle, I'm more like this. And then the other one, I'm, I'm more suitable for other type of work or other type mm -hmm. of environment. And by being conscious of that, I now even know without even doing it mm -hmm, sometimes, mm -hmm. but I'm still doing it actively. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know how you feel when you, you do it for such a long time. It yeah. becomes after a while like a more automatic, mm -hmm. more like intuitive yeah. to know where you are. But for that to develop, you need to do it consistently yeah. for a period of time. Mm -hmm. And I think cycle tracking, I also been doing it for a year uh -huh. now at least. Yeah. And it's so powerful it's, it's, just it's to know powerful. where you are yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. every day. Just checking in like even like how you feel, what's, mm -hmm. what happened today, the moods, yeah. energy level. The, again, shout out to Dana uh, for introducing this to my life. And it, it's, it's probably an achievement more for my girlfriend, but she's been tracking her energy level every day and also her periods. I've I had zero arguments in this relationship so far uh, this year about her period. Where before, me not knowing as a the real man, I can see myself having arguments when, when the PMS cycle, like a like period, where I'll be like, you know it's happening, you should deal with it, stop, just stop being annoying. And I was that guy. And now I'm like... <laughs> I would oh, hate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just selfish. I was just stupid about it. I, I think guess. it's also about uh, how we women communicate about yeah, it. It's like we have to society. also raise awareness like, okay, hey, my hormones are like just... Yeah. funky and that's why i'm acting yeah. this way yeah and then mm -hmm. ask the other person like please be patient with yeah. me it's a change of mindset when i was introduced to cycle thinking i was like this <laughs> it's so logic <laughs> if there is a cycle that you should be adapting to especially if you're in a relationship it should be the woman's cycle because this is the most natural cycle so one of the biggest achievement part of the the, the system but also part of what we've been talking about money is this year is the first year that I've been using the money jar system. It's the first year where we've been very clear about our finances because there is your relationship with money and there is your partner's relationship with money. Mm -hmm. And then there is the couple relationship with money. And for me before, any type of money talk was so sensitive that I would never talk about money. And so what happened in our relationship at the beginning is for me, what is yours is mine. What is mine is yours. You know, money for me was the corrupter. So it needed to leave my pocket. For her, money was the safety. Yeah. She needed to see a number on her bank account to feel safe. I needed to see a zero on my bank account to feel like I wasn't being corrupted. And so different type of money things. So because we're freelance, every time we have income, the money jar system is I take 55% of that income and I put it for the next month's necessities. And then everything else has different type of percentage. Well, so that's why I do I see your system is <laughs> <laughs> it, it was needed for yeah. me again it's 
super uncomfortable at the beginning, especially to track it because I was the guy that I didn't want to track. So big achievement for me is I'm living with the, I mean, my father sent me money. Thanks, dad. But <laughs> within that, I the income that I'm doing is probably the lowest income that I've ever done in my life. But I have the best lifestyle that I ever had in my whole life and a clarity about my finances that has been unbeaten so far. So yeah. That's a huge achievement for me. It's, it's good that you mentioned. I also feel happier even though I have less income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much more important. Yeah, and then yeah. you realize like, okay. I think I mean, for me, the one thing that I've been really working on is understanding that lifestyle is more important than the amount of money you have. Lifestyle comes hand in hand with emotional maturity and your knowledge about self-care. Because the lifestyle that you have can be very destructive or very self-caring. And yeah. for me, with all the things that I've learned about who I am and everything, I know that I need my cocoon of <laughs> self-care. And I need this lifestyle where my money goes to self-care things. But back in the days when I didn't have this, I would receive $8,000 in my bank account and 4000 would go out and shopping and things like this. I would literally look at my credit card statement once a month or something like this, just hoping that the number that would pop up would be the same that I have in my mind. Yeah. And it would never match. And then, so it was a horrible way of living. So this was uh, some of our big achievements for the year. Thanks uh, for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I'm very satisfied about my year. Um, yeah, me too. And then uh, to do the uh, the process of reviewing the year like this, looking at your achievements, really helps in uh, setting intention. Yeah. Yes. Which is the next step. Yep. So intentions for 2022. So I think we already shared for the podcast, but personally... I'll start real quick. Yeah. I actually wrote five hats that I want to wear this year. One of them is to be a compassionate connector. So, Very good. So I want to be a compassionate connector where I want to connect with people. I want to get out there again, see what new Twacy can can bring to the <laughs> world realistically. The other is I want to be well, clarity consultant and life OS coach goes hand in hand. My past experience in management and, and just a small to medium-sized business and bring clarity to, to businesses in my consulting practices. Life OS coach, if you've listened to what I've just talked about, I think I can coach <laughs> someone into installing the proper life operating system in their lives now. And I want to help more and more people on that. And then partner in growth. So I, yeah. I love to be a partner in growth in all the relationships that I have, actually. So, you know, with you two, with my girlfriend, obviously, it makes me feel very good. To be a partner in growth. <laughs> that's a very good yeah. one. So that's my intention for 2022. I, I always try to to put words or some identities out there and then just focus on that and set that. Love them. Yeah. It's yeah, really, yeah. really heart-centered, all <laughs> of them. Yes. My intentions for 2022, my theme is open heart, mm. which is open to receive, receive the goodness of people, of life, anything that comes. Mm-hmm. So I want to set an intention to receive more abundance in my life, not only in terms of my business, but also the people that I connect with. Mm -hmm. So that's the theme. I also want to expand my coaching next year. I still going to continue focusing on purpose coaching and also setting up a system with purpose, Mm -hmm. like in terms of productivity, starting passion projects that I love to do. And I want to grow more into like a creative entrepreneur 
who coach other creative entrepreneurs <laughs> in the yes. future. Very good. So that's my intentions for 2022. And yeah, I also want to find a more balance in my life. Like this year was all about going in full fuel uh, on my passion mm -hmm. but i want to create more space in my own business in a way that i have a good amount of periods of rest and then work mm -hmm. yeah so i think these are the three main very intentions good. very good for very good for next year one of, one of the big goals that I want to share too with everybody is I will move to Danang in 2022. Yay. <laughs> I will make this happen because, yeah, my intuition is telling me this since the beginning of this year, but obviously because of lockdown, it couldn't happen. So, you know. I will, again, I will be sad to see you leave. Me stating that intention is, is really for the audience to follow how <laughs> this will unfold because I love creators in Vietnam. I love the podcast. I don't know how things will evolve. But again, like, you know, as much as I love the audience, I love myself first. And if my intuition is telling me to go to Danang, I must try my best at making it work. I hope the audience will understand yeah. the evolutions of things. It's important to follow our intuition. Yeah. And really, if the time is came for you to, to move yeah. to Danang, then it's time. Yeah, I want that. So on that note... Mm -hmm. um, we be happy for our audience to hear our <laughs> yeah, yeah. rambling for, <laughs> for an hour. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for, for listening. I think it's a good time to thank also all the guests that we have. Yeah. I thank you all so much for inspiring us yes. and our audience. Yes. Yes. Thank you for the audience. Also, lockdown hasn't really helped us being in touch more physically but we want to be more in touch with the audience we want to be more in touch with the guests too during and after the podcast if you have any questions do not hesitate to ask those questions if you have people that you think will be a good fit to to interview in the podcast or to join us in any capacity don't hesitate to reach out to us 2022 is uh, hopefully going to be full of amazing guests and we want to hear from you guys the audience who you want to hear who who you want us to interview so yeah yes as Tracy said just feel free yeah just, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so all right bye guys yeah happy new year happy holidays happy holidays bye thank you so much for listening to creators in vietnam if you like this episode, become a part of our mission to inspire others by leaving a 5-star rating and review in Apple Podcast. Also by sharing this episode with your friends on social media. This one small act can truly make a difference in someone's life. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and see you next time.